0: Hey, I'm so delighted today. I'm just going to have a wee interview with him and show you a few photos. But I'm so delighted to introduce you um, to one of the, the one of the great um, I don't know the great contributors to the vineyard internationally. His name's Noel Isaacs, and um, we should give him a hand. And then we're going to tell you about him. It <laughs> is so great. <clears throat> Down the back in the back grows his wife Donna and his son Josh, and they're just in New Zealand for a couple of weeks and. When we heard that they were in town, we decided we'd grab them, grab, grab them all quick smart. And um, I was thinking as Noel was coming today, I've, I've met Noel in numbers of Vineyard events around the world, but never in Kathmandu or India where he's living, um, or never in Auckland, because it's their first visit to New Zealand. And so it's just so good to have you and introduce you to our family, our whanau, as we would say. So welcome. It's good to Thank have you here. Thank you so here. much. So we've got a couple of photos, um, a few photos that we're going to show. So Noel, just tell us a little bit about some of these. Um, this is uh, part of
1: your church meeting while a new building's being built? Yes, this is uh, in a, in a, in a, above above our church hall. Okay. But that's usually like people just worshiping. Okay. Wherever, however they feel comfortable. I like,
0: I like the concrete bunker feel. so sort of we, we can kind of do that ourselves here. We understand that exactly. So what else have we got, Michael, here? Okay, and so tell us about this. This is a sewing
1: um, class. Oh, this is, um, my wife runs a tailoring school for single mothers and the poor women who can, doesn't have jobs. Oh. So they train her them like three months how to like, you know, tailor all kinds of cloths, you know, and they get the, in the graduation, this is the graduation program. They get the machine, and they can start a small business and look after their family and send their kids to school. It's part of, you know, helping people that's coming off the streets. What a fantastic thing. Okay,
0: so this is a a baptism taking place. We recognize that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Is this in Kathmandu? This is in Kathmandu. Uh, Yeah. Okay. All right. And um, these people are saying hello to us? Yes, the yeah. youths. The youths <laughs> say uh, hello. Say hello back to them, yes. It's, <laughs> it's, it's great to see them. And this, I think, so tell us about this. The the, the white building's a hotel, and the, on the left is your church being built. Is this right? Uh,
1: this is uh, uh, Katmandu Church, one of the many churches. This is Katmandu Church. You know the earthquake, big, big earthquake? Yeah. That kind of like almost like destroyed most of our. So we started building this new building. The white one is. We are building a boutique hotel so that people can come and there. Maybe that's going to help the ministry in the future, more like a business. And then on the, on the left side is the new church building that's under construction. We haven't finished yet, but uh, looking forward to complete soon. Fantastic. Uh, and this is, was this ministry these out are, in Nepal somewhere? These are our people group up in the mountain, like 11,000 feet high. Uh, that's yeah. how people uh, dress up. And this is more Tibetan background. Uh-huh. We have a church up there, and this is some of the ministry time that we are praying.
0: I think the next picture is, for, oh,
1: is that that same village? Yeah. Those yeah. are up in the mountain. Uh, so, it's called God Lang. We have a vineyard church up there. It's 11,000 feet high and uh, different people group. And so we have a church up there. That's how the uh, villages looks like, the cluster of villages in the mountain. Wow. So now it's. Yeah, yeah. No, this is the highest, but we, st- we are now starting another church around sixteen thousand. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. just, just just near the Tibet border. Yeah. So just a small house group just started. So we've got a few mountains as well, Noel in and New Zealand. We, <laughs> and this is one of our ministry trips. Uh, uh, Matt from Coast uh, Vineyard they visited us, and we travel up to eleven thousand feet, feet high, and prayed for people and s- saw so many. Miraculous, you know, uh, intervention by God. So that's good.
0: What a fantastic thing. So um, Noel is uh, from Kathmandu. He planted the, the Kathmandu Vineyard, Noel and Donna. Um, they've planted 28 churches since then. It's just this incredible thing um, that they're in the process of doing. He's from Tibet, Tibetan background about four generations ago, Nepali, living in India now. Um, he is a legend in the vineyard, and it's just so good to have him here. So can I pray for you? And yes, let, then yes we'll let you speak. yes. So, God, I want to thank you for just the way that you uh, um, weave lives together, really. Yes. Um, just the way that uh, you've, you've looked after and brought Noel for a, for a time like this, really, for, to be here with us this morning and tonight. And so we ask that you'd bless him. Lord, we welcome him. We welcome him as our family. Mm-hmm. And, Lord, we pray that you'd just give him a unique uh, ability to connect with us mm. this morning and tonight. And so we just commit this, uh, this talk to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. God bless you.
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, we are humbled when I heard that uh, your church uh, pastors wanted us to come and share a few things. And um, I bring greetings from our churches. They know that I'm speaking here uh, this morning. Uh, I'm trying to sound like uh, the way you sound. the new, you know. So I'll just be slow. Uh, okay. And uh, we are so happy. We've been going around Auckland and uh, watched the rugby game, and I was supporting the Tongans in uh, the first match, <laughs> so <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm happy to be here, you know, um, so good that I heard that this church has been going on for the past 30 years, so I think most probably, I think you have heard everything that that you need to hear as, as a believer, so I thought what I should share. Um, so. I thought, you know, maybe I should share some stories, because we all have stories, and stories bind us together. Even Jesus used stories to, to, so, that he, so that the disciples can understand what he's trying to say, you know. So I'm going to use some story, and today I'm just going to talk about a topic that I always loved, I always loved to share. It's called the Father Loves Me. Yeah? Can we say Father loves me? Yeah, can you say it again? go okay, one more time. The Father loves me. We you know that we all have a Father, okay? And He loves us. He has paid the price for us in the cross. And I don't need to talk about that, but I remember when I was, I think, nine years old, uh, I used to follow my Father, my physical Father, everywhere that He was an evangelist and He was planting churches in the mountains. So I had to travel with Him, help Him, you know? So... Uh, some of those places we didn't had buses, we didn't had you know cars, so we had to travel in the mountain, hike in the mountain, from from this uh, place to go up and down. Usually like three hours, four hours of hiking to do the house groups. So in one house group we walked like we used to walk like three hours to a place, and my so but by the time the house group finished, it was eleven o'clock in the night. We are nine children in the family, so. That night, we had to come back. My father had to come back home because anytime my mother was uh, giving birth to one of my brothers or sisters, you know. So that time, there was no hospital. So my father was everything, you know, midwife or doctor, you know. We were all born in the village. So it was raining. It was pouring rain. And it's so pouring because we have a monsoon. So it rains like sometimes three, uh, three days straight. So the people in that house group, you know, fellowship said, Oh, Pastor, don't go, don't go because it's raining. It's raining and you have to walk three hours to get home. And my father said, No, I need to go home because my wife is, you know, anytime will you know. So there was this little bit of rush and panic, but we had to come. So I was just watching my father. And my father said to to his 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 you know group of people that was, you know, he was mentoring and and doing house group, my father said, Don't worry. He said, don't worry, Noel, don't worry. He said, don't worry. He said, the Holy, Sp- the Holy Spirit will be our umbrella. And he said, okay. And that time we didn't have a flashlight. We had a, a we, we call it a, a lantern with a kerosene, you know, that we used to have that. I don't know, old times, you know, we used to have a lantern and, the, you know. So that's what all the, uh, you know, flashlight that whatever it lights we used to, uh, used to, you know, see the, uh, the path. So my dad said, don't worry, the Holy Spirit will be our umbrella. And he said, okay, no. He said, Holy Spirit, you be umbrella. And we walked for three hours with this lantern, and we didn't get wet. Nothing was wet. We just walked. And I just followed my dad, and we came home. And that night, my mother, you know, uh, that's how I started. And I remember now, I remember now. Why that thing happened? We think of, oh, it's a miracle. Oh, yeah, big things, you know, yeah, yeah. Right? And then I start thinking, I have a father who loves me. We have so many stories. In that story, I kind of try to weave where my father was and and how he was watching over me and looking at me. So um, in my weakness, you know, my father, like that's how I see. In my weakness, he gives me strength. In my need, he provides in my sickness, He heals. In my questions, He answers. And you know, Psalms twenty-three, one to five. You know, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. There's something that I. There's something about me that longs to, to 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 be loved by the Father, because I grew up in a church where I was told, "My God, okay." Sometimes my God is a little bit distant, you know, because every religion talks about their God, somewhere, somewhere, you know, God maybe up, you know, heaven here, but. That God to me is my Father, and I remember uh, thinking more, thinking more. And I remember one time, you know, I was uh, we were planting church in Kathmandu, and uh, we we introduced worship in our nations, in, in our in our in our places, and so many people started coming to the church, and we had a big crowd of people coming every Saturday. We do church on Saturday in Kathmandu, Nepal. So we, we had, you know, big events going on. And I was, you know, like I was known as the super cool guy. You know, he can lead worship and praise. I was famous there. I was famous, you know. I was doing church and I was speaking. You know, I was preaching. All good things were happening. And, you know, like usually like every, like your Sunday, but our Saturday, you know, I, I used to go and preach, you know, and do worship. But Friday night, what happened? Friday night, um, I had a big fight with my wife. Yeah? the big man of god for a lot of people I had a big fight with my argument with my wife you know and then i thought how can i go tomorrow to the church and and share the preach i had no no i had no uh, i had no desire to go and share because i was angry and like you know and the worst part is like you know if i stand in front and if you're not this with your wife, and if your wife comes in the back and looks at you, how are you going to stand and preach, you know? <laughs> you kind of, yeah? So that Saturday, I thought I'm not going to preach because I'm not going to preach, so I called one of my friends to preach. And that's, that Saturday, I, like Sunday, uh, in, your Sunday or Saturday, okay? There was nobody, all our staff pastors were traveling to different locations to do the church. So I was the only one, but I thought that, okay, I can be angry for a few days and. Not, not preach on this tomorrow. So I called my friend and my friend said, okay, he'll come and preach. So I thought, yeah, I can just go and do, you know, act uh, uh, to everybody, you know. And, you know, then I went to the church, you know, and I was like, okay. The worship team comes and was doing worship, you know, I was all happy. Oh, then suddenly my wife came, you know, in the back. I'm still not trying to avoid her, but I can do the church now easily because somebody's going to preach, Yeah. And somebody's going to lead the worship, somebody's going to do the offering, yeah, I can. Then what happens? So as the worship was ending, my friend didn't show up. The, the person who was, to, who was to preach, okay. And then my thing is now, I'm the pastor, okay. And now my thing is now happening here, okay. It's just going quickly. And I'm thinking, like, then I'm thinking and I, I try to call him. His phone is dead. And now the worship is ended, okay. There's, a, there's announcement is done. And now I'm thinking, uh-oh. Oh. Now maybe I thought that I should go and just say sorry to my wife before I preach, okay? <laughs> and that's not going to happen, yeah? Then I'm thinking like, what to do now, okay? And my, and my mind is saying, okay, just, just tell a story from the Bible, you know? People will never know. The believers will never know. You know, just, just to share a story of, from the prodigal son, okay? And like you to do, and they'll never know. You preach for like 20 minutes. Uh, you're good. And my, and my heart said, no, no, no. You can't just, you just, you can't stand there and lie. You can just, you can just fake that. And my said, says, no, I, that's the only option now. I have to just open a scripture and I'm used to that. I can do that without preparing, without, I can do that, you know? And my heart says, no, 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 don't. And my heart says, you just stand there and tell the church that there's no message today. And I'm scared, like, if I do that, you know what happens, okay? I'll be like, everybody will leave the church. And I said, I cannot do that. Like, this guy, you know, the preacher, you know, yeah, the pastor, you know, saying like, oh, there's no message. How can I say that? The man says, no, no, just fake a, fake, a, fake a message. Just tell your prodigal son story, yeah. And, I'm, and then I'm waiting, hoping that my pastor friend will show up. He didn't show up. So then now my turn came. Everybody is waiting, you know, okay. And I thought that maybe I'm going to pray and maybe God will download me, okay? And I, and I did a long prayer for the, for, the, for the message, okay? And I thought, I'm hoping that Lord downpours something. Didn't happen. And I stand there and, and that week, everyone was quiet looking at me. Like 405 people were looking at me, you know, like as if I have the big message from the Lord or something, you know? And I said, like, I just said, like, what to do now? I have to stand and say, There is no message today because, you know, because, yeah. That's the hardest for me. You know, I was like, you know, I was in this pedestal, you know, people thought that I'm this, yeah. And I stood there and tears came to me. I was hoping, Lord, help me. Give me, you know, downpour your revelation, you know, so that I can speak. Then mine says, no, just tell a story, you know. So I'm wrestling inside. Yeah, wrestling inside, yeah. And then I just, I just stood there and said, I was waiting to hear, you know, the big masses or big, you know, so I just stood and said, I'm sorry, today there is no message because I cannot fake it, because these things happened. And everyone, 500 people, everyone just skipped. And I don't know, I just went, and I just sat there, and I don't know what to do. I just started crying, and I thought that, what, you know, And after seven minutes, suddenly a woman stood from the back. And she came and said, oh, I have something to say. And suddenly, from quiet, she said, oh, I was sick. And last week, Pastor Noel preached, and he said, just lay hands where the the pain is and pray, and Jesus will heal. And she said, oh, yeah. You know, and Thursday, something was happening. I laid hands on where the pain was. I said, in the name of Jesus, instant healing. Oh, happy. And everybody started focusing towards her. I'm miserably sitting in the, in the corner of the, uh, you know, the stage, you know. Then another woman stood up and said, oh, yeah, yeah. Last week, Pastor Noel said, Where the pain, just lay hands and pray, and he's going to heal you. Oh, my, my child fell from the balcony, and the, and, and, his, uh, and the child's head hit on the floor, and there was blood coming from the ear. And I just laid hand on the ear, as in the name of Jesus, let the blood stop. And suddenly the blood stopped and my kid stood up and walked. So there were seven stories just from randomly started coming up. So I'm just miserable sitting there and somebody came in front. They're not leaders. Some, a woman came up front and said, maybe God wants to heal us today. Why not those who are sick here? Maybe a stand. Maybe maybe God's going to heal. And suddenly I saw the whole church stood up. And suddenly the Holy Spirit come. And everybody's on the floor. And then oh, so people are getting healed here. I was just sitting there miserably. Nobody was doing it. And I was just watching. And suddenly I see the action. You know, I see the Holy Spirit moving. Then I started seeing the Spirit, you know, from one end of the room to the other end of the room splashing. And I was just, miserable. I'm crying, you know. <laughs> the Holy Spirit, you took over my church. You know, I thought that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I should be the one doing. You know, <sighs> absolutely. And then for three hours, this, 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 this whole church filled with the Holy Spirit. This starts happening, and suddenly everything just became so quiet. And suddenly, everyone looked at me and said, "Oh, Pastor Noel, because of you, it happened. And They came and lifted me and carried me. I became the hero again." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And I'm thinking like, what? Why? You know, I thought I was so miserably down there. And the Holy Spirit does this. And people are so thankful because I, I think I allowed that. I was, and people just lifted me and said, thank you, Pastor, you're a great man, you did this. And I was like, no, 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 you know. Ah. And I said, Lord, like you, you, you kind of like somehow you rescued me. You somehow, you, you, you rescued me from this situation. And I think, like, why you did this to me? Why are you doing this to me? And the Father said, because I love you. And I said, oh, I, I forget I have a Father. I have a Father who loves me. You know? John 16, 27 says, the Father himself loves you. The Father himself loves you because you have loved me. We love Jesus. Everyone that's, that are here, everyone those who are here, we love Jesus. Because we love Jesus. Because we do communion together, because we we celebrate, you know, the cross together, because we love Jesus, because we call ourselves to be his disciple. That's why we try to follow the teachings of Jesus. Because of that, you know, Jesus says, no, yeah, you're doing this to me, but my father himself loves you. And I just think back and say, what, my worries, my little things, you know, my ups and downs and my little bit of whatever, you know, the struggles. I said, like, doesn't make, I, what? Oh, I, my, my focus, my, my eyes are so much into, it's smaller things, you know. Scripture says, look to the things above. I just look around and say, oh, I, I look at this, that. I look at the left and I look at right and I look at this, and back. And oh. and I, somewhere I, I hear this voice say, no, you have a father who loves you. Psalms Psalms 52.8 says, but I'm like an olive tree. I'm like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. Wow. This is the house of God. We are flourishing. Amazing. Like olive tree. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. Romans five five, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who had given us, given to us. I was in a mission school. In that mission school, I ended. I, I, I got there with ten dollar in my pocket, and there was no. I I had no one. I was in a foreign land, and I had to pray for everything from toothpaste to to, to shampoo, I had to pray and trust God for everything. For one dollar, I had to pray. For lunch, I had to pray. For a weekend vacation, for everything, I had to pray. And after two months, what happened? The last, the last underwear that I was wearing was good for only one night. So I ran out of my last underwear, okay? And before I went to bed, I asked the Lord, and said, Lord, tomorrow morning I need a fresh, a fresh pair of underwear. <laughs> I'm saying this because sometimes we think that God doesn't care. <laughs> and what happens? I sleep. I sleep that night. I prayed that prayer. And next morning, I had a friend who was a Simone, big guy, you know, maybe 6.5, big guy. He knocked the door while I was sleeping. Da, 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 da. I said, no! There's underwear for you. He threw a big, like, you know, eight pairs, like, packet underwear to me. So I just woke up under, with, with the, you know, the underwear pack hitting my face, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, it was like, I prayed God provided the underwear. But the biggest question was, how did he how did he what happened to him that that night he decided to give me an underwear okay <laughs> so i was not so much you know into god thing but i was more curious i want to ask him you know what happened to him that he wanted to give me an underwear so uh, later i in the breakfast i said his name was i don't want to you know he said why are you why are you gave me underwear he said oh no you won't believe it i said like what happened Yesterday, I went to, you know, I drove all this way to that wherever, you know, the warehouse, and he wanted to buy a couple of things. And he picked up the underwear for him, okay? And he, he bought the underwear and came home. And that night, he realized that he picked up the wrong size. <laughs> <laughs> he picked up the <laughs> wrong size, okay? He's a big Simone guy, and he, he needed XXXL, you know? <laughs> My size was M, you know, medium. So then he realized that, oh, I don't want to drive all the way back to, you know, uh, what to call it, like, you know, exchange it. He thought, oh, who's the smallest here? Oh, Noel. I'll just give it to Noel, okay? (laughs) And I'm thinking, like, Lord, like, you even even care for my underwear? (laughs) And he's looking and saying, oh, Noel needs underwear, okay? My son needs underwear. Even like he is, he's watching and he, he cares for what I'm wearing too. You know? And like, and why is he doing that? Why is he doing that? You know? Because I say I have a father that loves me. We have a father who loves us. We have to keep trusting, you know? We have to keep trusting. We have to keep our eyes focused to him, you know, and say, yes, Lord, you know? Like in Scripture, it says, Acts 1.8, you know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Wow. And you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of this earth. This passage really hits me all the time because I have a father who is here to say, be filled with the Holy Spirit why he gives us the Holy Spirit. It says, when you receive power, but you will receive power, power, when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you know what? I stand here today and I'm like a witness. From way down there, I'm on the other side of the world, I'm standing here to be a witness, yeah? But I'm like a little bit like intimidated sometimes because of my own language, inability, my language, I to preach in English in your language, yeah I hope we will come and preach in Nepali, in Kathmandu, you know? <laughs> you know But one thing that always reminds me, I need to be the witness. I am the witness, because why has given me Holy Spirit. With that power, I can stand. I'll just be a couple of weeks ago. I was sitting. I was doing construction work in our church, and man comes to, to meet meet us, and he says, "Oh, the the demonic spirit was torturing the family for many many years, and he said the demonic spirit comes to him, and he in he, 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 he falls on the floor, and then the, he gets into seizure, and then he doesn't know for many hours that what happens to him, you know, and the and the demonic spirit lives lives and, and it lives and he's fine." And he, he came to me and said, can you pray for me? And I was thinking, oh, because, I, I, you know, we're always casting out demons, you know, physical, you know, people, you know. So I thought, like, my physical mind was saying, oh, I don't want to. My physical mind was saying, oh, if I start praying, what happens? This demonic man is going to jump and scratch and hit me. You know, I need to run. So my physical mind was saying, don't, don't even try, you know, like, you know, doing anything to this man because he'll get violent. Because demonic, you know, people, you know, like people, you know, activities can be violent because we have seen it all the time. So, so my mind was saying, no, no, no. Let him say, go home, go home, don't come, you know, don't come. But this miserable man, he was asking me to pray. And my physical mind was saying, no, I don't want to pray. If the prayer doesn't work, this demon is going to speak with me and start arguing with me, that usually happens. And then this demonic spirit is going to say, "Oh, I don't want to live because this. I want to. I, I want to. I will be here. I want to stay here. I, I don't want to live. You know, you. Da, 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 da. They, they, they talk. Okay, they talk. You know, if there's a demon possessed woman, sometimes the demonic spirit is male, so they, the male, the female starts speaking in a male voice. Demon starts speaking to you know when you when we talk. So my physical mind was saying, "No, I, I don't want to pray. If the prayer doesn't work." The last option is I need to run, you know. This maybe it's a new thing that I'm sharing to you, but this usually happens in our place, okay? But then I started to realize myself, the father loves me. You know, I have this. I received the Holy Spirit. And there's something in me. You know, the Holy Spirit is going to speak, you know, and I am powerful. There's something in me, makes me more powerful than than the evils and the demonic spirits, you know, the, the filthy spirits, you know, there's something in me. I don't need to worry. Those spirits, those bad stuff been crushed in the cross. I need to stand in confidence and say, come, Holy Spirit. And in the name of Jesus, I need to say, you devil, you get lost. You don't belong to this, this man's family. You don't belong here. Okay? This man belongs to Jesus. He created, you know, God created. him. So then I said, okay, come, Holy Spirit. So from natural mind, I'm moving to the spirit. World and say come Holy Spirit because when, when, when Holy Spirit comes on you you receive power and with that power I can stand and be a witness many times we try to witness with our physical ability, physical wisdom physical uh, you know uh, activities or physical you know um, what do you call that um, talents but as his children we have a Holy Spirit why? Because the Father loves us. Then I started praying. Then I said, in the name of Jesus, Rabbi, rebe, khara, I started speaking in tongue, and I started saying, okay, you devil, you don't belong here. And the devil starts speaking to me and said, ah, I, don't want to, I don't want to leave. I belong here. I've been here for many years. I said, no, you know, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you get lost. In the name of Jesus, I free this man. In the name of Jesus, I spoke with the power that I received from the Holy Spirit. And it took me like 10 minutes. And suddenly, suddenly, I see the, see the demonic spirits living that, that man's body. And after 15 minutes, this man suddenly wakes up and says, oh, where I am? Where I am? I see you are freed. And I said, you know what? That was something there. We kicked that person out. Now you have to bring somebody that's more stronger than that and that's name is Jesus. Accept Jesus in your life. And when you accept Jesus in your life, that devil's going to walk, come back and say, oh, I cannot enter now because there's someone who's stronger than me and that is your father. And that man is freed now, coming to the church now. And I look at this, you know, why? I have a father. You know, so today I want to, you know, I want to welcome you. And I want to say, you know, be filled with the Holy Spirit. The amazing things God is going to do through you, you know. You can stretch your hand and heal the sick. You can prophesy, you know. You can teach, you know. You just don't need to be just, you know. But there's so much in His kingdom. There's so much God has for you. You know, you just have to say, Lord, our Father, I'm here. Yeah, use me. And He's going to do miraculous things from you. I have thousands of stories. I can go on and on and some of those, you know, stories, you know. But there's a father who just loves you, but he's going to give his spirit and and make you stronger. And you can just stand wherever you are with confidence and and just say, Abba, Father, here I am. Now what you want me to do? You don't need to do anything. You'll say, oh, I'm doing it already. Just join me. Because father's always at work. He's just asking, just join me. And you'll be fine. Just watch what I'm doing. And I just look at him and I say, Lord, what are you doing today here? Why I'm in this place? Why I'm in this, in this hall? Why, why Vic asked me to come? My father said, oh, I'm already doing it. You don't worry. You don't worry about your language. No. You don't, worry, you, don't, you don't worry about your accent, okay? You don't worry about like, you know, PowerPoints, da, da, da. You can do that. But you know what? I'm already at work. And you just participate with me. And today I want to, I want to, you know, I want to just welcome you. Do this father Father who just not loves you, but he will say, the Holy Spirit is for you. So I just want to, you know, as Vic comes, you know, um, we have four minutes to go, but I just want you to, you know, just uh, out of obedience, if you you know, like to stand, but I just want to do a quick prayer and give it to you, you know. Uh, and the prayer will be, Come, Holy Spirit, and strengthen us and give us hope and 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 that the power that 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 it comes with the Holy Spirit so that we can be a witness. So Father, here we are. It's so good to know that we all have a father and we all have stories that stories are somehow joined with your story. And in that story, you are in it, Lord. And I I just loved you. But for this earth, in this earth, you have given us Holy Spirit to be the witness. Not miserable people, not tired people, not sick people, but the people that has the power that comes from receiving the Holy Spirit. So, Father, we come and say, come Holy Spirit.